went to a small school in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania called King's College. And then I, I looked around at different colleges and wasn't sure. I, I kind of knew I wanted to get into accounting and they had a really good accounting program. They also had a lot of other things I liked. It was a small campus. It wasn't much bigger than the Kingston High School campus. So kind of what I liked, the, the small familiarity of it. Well, unfortunately, as you mentioned before, with the all the time spent between the firehouse and the ambulance, diving elbow deep into a, into a rack of wings and then having the tones drop, that, that can be a, uh, a not so good situation. I mean, I, I guess if it's a really, really hot sauce and you got a patient you need to wake up, you know, you just wave it under their nose and it'll wake them up, but you know. It's a worldwide service organization with local, local chapters, local clubs, they call them. From the club level, where it's boots on the ground doing things for the youth of the community, the seniors of the community, the veterans. They, they go out all year long, they're looking for opportunities to volunteer, help make the community better. All the way up to the international level, which does a lot of funding for a lot of projects all over the world. Our local club for 70 plus years, every fall we've put on a show to raise money for our, our local scholarship fund. And when people look at me and say, well, why do you do it? I said, if you can show me another way to make that kind of money in a week, I don't mind making a fool of myself. I'll get up on stage for a week and make a fool of myself for that kind of money for the kids. Usually involves the guys dressing as women and we have a blast doing it. Oh yeah, yeah our, our, probably our favorite one and a lot of people's favorite one was the one where Ben got to play my daughter when we made fun of All in the Family. I was Edith and he was Gloria. It's all over YouTube, all over Facebook, it's there. Well, there used to be this guy, and I don't want to say his, his nickname because a lot of people around Kingston probably knew him, but this guy had a propensity just to, as he was walking down the street, he would just stop and relieve himself. He had multiple layers of clothes on, even in the middle of the summer. And he'd just walk along and he'd lean up against a pole someplace. And next thing you know, there's that stream of urine. Thanks for listening. This is Matt Hall, CPA from Kingston, New York. You're listening to Iron Dread Podcast with Chris Whitaker. Oh yeah, folks, we're back. Episode number 49 of your Iron Dread podcast. I'm your host, as always, Chris Whitaker. Thanks for tuning in again this week. This week we have special guest, Matt Hall. Matt Hall is a friend of mine who is a CPA, a certified public accountant. And he also is an EMT, volunteer firefighter, uh, and a... Humanitarian, if you will, and a you know community volunteer who uh, you know is always looking to help other people. Matt Hall is you know full of jokes. Uh, have a lot of fun hanging out with this guy. Uh, miss getting to see him all the time when we lived in the same areas. But Matt's also had a lot of good life experiences. Uh, been around the world uh, in service of others, and you know just an all-around good guy. 
So hopefully uh, you enjoy this episode getting to hear a little bit from Matt Hall, and we'll get to him in just a moment. Um, but first, I want to remind you, if you do not subscribe to the Iron Dread podcast already on your favorite podcast platform, please do. Just hit that follow or subscribe button and keep up with us every Wednesday when we drop a new episode. We appreciate that. It helps uh, people get to know the show. And another thing you could do for us to help spread the message and spread the word about the show is sharing the show on social media. Uh, use our handle at Iron Dread Pod when you're sharing the show on social media. Put it in your Instagram stories, your Facebook stories, on your profile, on Facebook, Instagram, all over the place. Wherever you could share it, share it and uh, get the word out here about the Iron Dread Podcast. Again, this our audience is international, all around the world. People listening to the Iron Dread Podcast, and uh, I think that's awesome. Uh, hopefully more and more people listen to the show and enjoy it and take something positive from the show each week uh, around here uh, we're still you know fighting a good fight um, Michigan is uh, getting closed down again uh, restaurants and uh, such businesses are you know take out only our schools are all virtual as we continue to uh, work our way through uh, this pandemic hopefully uh, we have some uh some relief and some change coming soon i'm sure we're all ready to get back to uh the normal life so folks uh without much further ado i give you episode number 49 with my friend matt hall welcome back to the iron dread podcast i'm your host as always Chris Whitaker, we're coming to you live to record from the Sanctorium of Strength out here in Michigan. I'm sitting here chatting up with a good friend of mine, Mr. Matthew Hall. Matt is a CPA, an accountant. He's done my taxes many, many times, trying to help me uh, make sure I pay all my dues to the government. Uh, Matt's also a volunteer, uh, emergency services worker, both fireman and EMS. He's a professional emergency services worker on a part-time basis. He's actively involved in many other volunteer organizations in his communities all around. A good member of society and good man, Mr. Matthew Hall. Welcome to the Iron Dread Podcast. Uh, Thanks for having me. Glad Um, to be here. It's Now, if you're listeners, you may remember um, that Hall name from a few episodes back, back when we did our Iron Dread king of the ring tournament uh ben hall the the inferior second born child of the hall family matt matt is the older and my personal favorite brother of the hall family prior to pressing record ben was just trying to uh you know jump in on matt's podcast episode we had to kick him out so matt uh, we always kind of start with, you know, your story. So kind of where, you know, some of the, a lot of these things I know about you because we're friends and we go back, way back, but kind of how did, uh, you know, where did you grow up? You know, how did you kind of get to where you are right now in life? I, I grew up here in Kingston with a very close-knit family, a lot of influence, especially for my grandmother, my mother's mother here in Kingston. She lived nearby. Actually, we, it was a two-level house. She had one half, we had the other half. 
So I got a lot of influence from her. She was very involved. She was a, she was a banker for almost 50 years, which, you know, in the, in the eighties, not so, not probably not so interesting, but the fact she started out in the forties at a local bank here and, and rose to the, the branch manager status, not something a lot of women got to do. So she always instilled in me the, the necessity to, to keep track of what you have. And so when, when she didn't give me a gift, I always had to report back to her and tell her, all right, well, you gave me $10 for my birthday. Here's how I spent it. You know, I, I put this much away for savings for later. I, I did this, I did that. And so there kind of started off in accounting right off the bat with her. And then I took an accounting class in high school and said, you know, you know, I could get into this. And it just went right from there. So uh, what, what bank was that that your, your grandmother worked at in Kingston? Is it still there? Is the branch still there? Is it changed companies or? No, it's changed. It was actually in New Paltz. At the time, the bank was called Intercounty Savings. It's now part of Wells Fargo eventually became the, the overall bank that owns it. Okay. So she kind of, uh, you know, taught you at a young age, helped teach you at a young age, kind of the value of a dollar and, and what, uh, you know, keeping track of your money, keeping track of the, the things you have. So you, you took you, you're a graduate of Kingston High School. Class of 91, yeah. Class of 1991, Kingston High School, another Kingston High School alumni uh, on on the pod. We've had many, many alumni uh, from Kingston High School here on the podcast. Joe Cahill, Quentin Johnson, uh, just, to, just to name two most recently. Um, so then after, you know, you kind of spent some time when you were in Kingston uh, in high school. Um, we're going to talk more. We'll talk more about that. But where did you wind up going to college and getting your certifications to be an accountant? I went to a small school in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania called King's College. And I, I looked around at different colleges and wasn't sure. I, I kind of knew I wanted to get into accounting, and they had a really good accounting program. They also had a lot of other things I liked. It was a small campus. It wasn't much bigger than the Kingston High School campus. So I kind of what I liked, the, the small familiarity of it. King King's College out there in MPA. Um, so let, here let let's after that, and you 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 went to to King's College. You got your undergrad in in accounting and finance. What you know, what did you get your undergrad in? My, my BS is in accounting. So I and with the. The, the CPA license, I, I never bothered going for any other degrees. I just left it at that. I just took the, the BS and ran with it. Okay. I could have gone on and an MBA. A lot, of, a lot of CPAs do. I opted not to. Hey, you say, save more money not having to get an additional degree, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but there, there's pluses and minuses to it. Started, started you know, making money and working. All right. So currently you own your own business, correct? I, I am the managing partner of a firm here in Kingston. We've, we've got a four staff members. We've got several hundred clients that we, we help on a daily basis. I'm, I'm dealing with a client. There isn't a day goes by that I don't talk to somebody. Even on days off, I end up on a phone call or an email trying to help somebody do something. Oh, yeah. yeah for sure. I can, I can remember uh, once tax season starts to hit. Um, yeah, that that's when we would we would and we're gonna we're gonna talk more about our our, our escapades and uh, and line dancing and, and all the fun things that we've done. Um, 
once tax season started to hit, we, we started seeing Matt Hall a little bit less. <laughs> yeah, a lot less. <laughs> until until after tax season was over, and then then Matt Hall was back. Yeah. He, he would he would make his return. He at the end of tax season, he'd go play golf for a week or two down south, and then he'd be back with us. <laughs> Uh, so you're, you own your own business in, in right there in Kingston, and we'll talk about you know before the end of the show anybody that's local there and they're, they're looking for help with their accounting stuff, how they can get in touch with you. Um, but before we start talking, going back to your high school experience, and I know you were an athlete, and talking about that, let, let's let's throw in our our speed set questions here. These are these are fun things that we do um, with pretty much every guest. Every time I do one of these one on one shows. Um, just have any speed set questions, kind of getting to know individuals uh, a little bit more, some uh, random questions. And then we might even have some, uh, some new ones here get thrown in uh, for this episode, episode 49 here of the podcast. All right, Matt Hall, we're going to try to go fast. They never go fast. We always wind up going off on sidebars and that's perfectly fine. <laughs> All right. All right. So now you're a New York guy. Right? Yeah. You're, you're a New York guy. Um, but out here in Michigan, we got to pick between two colors, go blue or go green. Which one would Matt Hall be? Oh, when you, when you line it up with the Michigan side of things, it would have to be blue. You know, looking at it from a Michigan point of view, I know you, you were always used to wearing green prior to moving out that way, but not for that reason. Yeah. And hey, it ain't easy being, being a New York Jets green. Now, a little different shade of green, so you're okay. Yeah, it's it's a different shade of green out here in Michigan, Michigan State, and and Brockport was green too. So that was a that was a lot of a lot of fun stuff. Um, but you your family it was originally from Ohio, correct? Yes. So do, do you do you align yourself much like that heel uh, younger brother of yours that we're not going to mention his name much more on this show, uh, who aligns himself with the heated football team down in columbus i i do not actually i i'm not against them but i i'm not rooting for them most weeks my my alliance is i developed an alliance with 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 the boys in, in south bend mm-hmm. and king's king's college being run by the same priests and brothers it was a natural tie-in Okay. So, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, King's College was a was a Catholic college. Is it Catholic college just or Christian college? Yeah, or how Catholic, do they classify it? Catholic. Yep. Yep. Irish Catholic. Uh, so you, I, I remember that now. You're you're a Notre Dame guy. You're you're yep. a lot yeah. of tie-ins between Kings and Notre Dame. A lot of the teachers went to Notre Dame, so there was there was a lot of tie-ins there. I was already a Notre Dame fan before I went there, and and that might have helped lead me to go there. But yeah. yeah. You know, I, I see that in our area there and in, in Kingston, and I always tell people, you know, out here, college football is such a big deal, right? Um, at home, it, it's not as much. But when you do see, you see a lot of allegiances, you know, there, there's a lot of Notre Dame fans there in New York and, and Ohio State. And, you know, oh, yeah. but there's there's quite a few people that I know from our, our hometown there that are our Notre Dame fans. So you you're you're going blue on this one for both the uh, Notre Dame and the Michigan Wolverines. Um, you know, screw those Spartans. Oh, sorry, I just alienated half of my Michigan oh. audience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt Hall. So, what's your what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? You know, and you're gonna like this. I 
I go back to the Princess Bride. <laughs> and why? It's got the greatest actor of all time, Andre the Giant. How do you not like a movie with Andre the Giant in it? Yeah, I mean, he can't, he can't beat Andre. Seven, seven foot four, 500 pound giant <laughs> of the Princess Bride. I haven't, I have not, I think I've seen it once. But I haven't seen it enough to remember. I remember Andre scenes in it because I've seen it, seen uh, clips of it. But the Princess Bride, Matt Hall, Matt Hall's favorite movie. I, I actually went as Fezzik. That his character was Fezzik. I, I went, as, I went as Fezzik for Halloween this year. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's fitting because, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know Matt Hall, Matt Hall. Uh, there, there are very t- few times when I am not the largest human being in the room, but Matt Hall has me in height, weight. Um, one time, Matt Hall and I, oh, this is a good story to tell, Matt Hall. Remember the time we tried to wrestle? <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I remember try. Yeah, try is the operative word. I tried. I tried to wrestle Matt Hall, um, and uh, that, didn't, that didn't end well for me. I'm, I'm pretty sure I wound up on the, on the ground. Uh, on on that one all right so princess bride's your favorite movie but what's your favorite tv show favorite tv show more of a current one i go seal team the action action show on cbs right now i'm familiar with it i'm familiar with that show Uh, yeah my dad got me into that show and they actually just came back right they had a a, this week premiered yeah Last night, I gotta, yep. I gotta watch it. I, I, I have it where I, I, my, my YouTube TV records that. I actually, not, I'm glad you brought that up because I need to watch it. Yeah. Check it out. Seal Team's a great show. If you're, if you're into, um, if you never heard of it, and you're into, you know, drama shows centered around military operations, um, the, you know, the show follows a, a group of Navy SEALs and they get, they get into some, uh, you know, tense situations, um. You know, it's a pretty pretty good show. I'm a big Sonny Quinn guy. Yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> he's he's hilarious. He, he makes all yeah. kinds of jokes. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he uh, you know, he's afraid afraid of of water. Even though he became a Navy SEAL, he doesn't like, like swimming. <laughs> so it's uh, it's great. All right, Matt Hall, we're, we're moving right through through these questions. Uh, we're going, next one is your number one hobby that you're involved in. Well, hobby, I'd, I'd have to say, since I, I don't play competitively, I'd, I'd say golf. You know, it gives me a chance to get out in the fresh air and hang out with friends. And through this COVID, it was one of the few activities we were actually allowed to do. Yeah. So I was, I was involved with it. Yeah. Truth. And and he's being modest, folks. Um, Matt Hall's one of the, one of the best golfers I've ever played golf with. <laughs> he, Matt Matt Hall, un, unlike many other people that have claimed golf as their number one hobby on this podcast, um, most notably Quentin Johnson, uh, <laughs> Matt Matt Hall can actually keep the ball in the fairway and hit it really far, and then still, you know not do what i tend to do and four putt all the time you know he can uh he can do things um kind of the way you're supposed to on the golf course <laughs> i remember one time matt hall and i went to play twilight golf and the first tee right matt gets his driver out he stands there he settles himself in he he 
brings that head of that golf club back ever so slowly. And then all of a sudden, whack, that ball is gone. And we watched it for several seconds as it flew through the air. And I said, oh, yep, uh, Matt Hall's a lot better than me at golf. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're we're moving, moving along here. Question five. Question five, sponsored by Coke Zero Sugar. Same great Coke taste with zero calories. I wish, I, Matt, you know I wish this podcast was sponsored by Coke Zero. <laughs> I'm, I might make some money on this if it was sponsored yeah. by Coke Zero. We do it for well, fun. Maybe, they hear it. maybe one of their ad execs hears it. You know, you never know. Yeah, I'll, I'll need, I'll need, I'll need, I'll need an accountant to balance all the money that comes rolling yeah. in, rolling in on our Coke Zero Sugar uh, sponsorship um, on on the show. So this one, this 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 question here is one of my favorite questions on the Speed Set um, questions list because it centers around a food item that I love very much, and it is the chicken wing. Matthew Hall, how are you ordering your chicken wings and what side are you dipping them in, if any? I got to say, my fallback position on this is always the, the boneless teriyaki wing and dipping it in a nice blue cheese. Boneless teriyaki. Matt Hall, a native New Yorker, has selected, has selected boneless wings. Well, unfortunately, as you mentioned before, with the all the time spent between the firehouse and the ambulance, diving elbow deep into a, into a rack of wings, then having the tones drop, that that can be a, a not so good situation. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> being all covered in sauce, pulling up on the emergency scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess if it's a really, really hot sauce and you got a patient you need to wake up, you know, you just wave it under their nose and it'll wake them up. But, there you go. You know. Just spray some uh, ghost chili sauce uh, yeah. in under their <laughs> nose. <laughs> so Matt Hall's going boneless teriyaki wings, and we're going to talk a lot more about Matt Hall's involvement in emergency services in a minute. Um, so, Matt Hall, are you, uh, are you currently training at all? Are you getting after it at all? The gyms are probably like still closed, right? It's open, but it's limited hours, and there's a lot of limitations to it. So I, I just haven't been getting there. And again, in the summertime, I play. I try and play as much golf as I can. So I try and get out, push that cart around. So that that was the bulk of my exercise here during COVID. So yeah, like most people, I put on the COVID twenty five. It happens. It, it it's you know we're we're most of us are stuck to our our houses like you don't realize how, how much you move throughout a day when you, you know, go to work and, you know, and move all around. So, um, well, it's okay. So, uh, we, I know what I was going to say. I lost my train of thought there for a moment. Um, you know, not a professional broadcaster here. We're working on it. So, one th- one thing that we used to do a lot of, and I don't know how else I'm going to work this in to the conversation, so we'll start talking about it now, is we used to we used to get a lot of exercise on that line dance floor. Yeah, a lot of good cardio going there. Uh, head, a lot head, of good cardio. Heading out there to Joe's East West. Um, 
Matt Hall had had his jams that he would uh, he would get out there on. They were they were known as Matt Hall songs to me. When that song came yeah. on, you yell out yell out for Matt Hall to get out there. And you know, of course, you can't talk about line dance when I'm talking about Ben Hall, the man with the minivan. Oh yes, Ben Hall, the the man with the minivan picking us up. I thought we weren't going to bring him up again. He's a heel. I know, but you got to give him credit for that. He, he at least did something right in his life. <laughs> he, he did. He did that right. Uh, where Ben Hall would uh, scoop us all up so we wouldn't have to drive multiple vehicles. And uh, he'd drop wouldn't us all off. Back drinking? Yep. When, if there was any sort of adult beverages consumed, everyone was safe. Um, ben Hall, uh, the man with the minivan, used to get out there. Now, uh, Matt Hall is also one of Matt Hall's specialties in line dancing. He was a, he was a partner dance enthusiast. If, if there was ever a young lady that needed a dance partner, Matt Hall would scoop her up and he'd be gone. He knew, he knew all the uh, partner dance. Yeah, that, that was some, some of the first ones I learned were the, were the partner dances. Yeah, I, I remember it well. Uh, do, do we hear anything about about Joe's East West these days? Are they? I I haven't heard anything. No, they, they haven't even bothered opening. Yeah, I mean they, they, they really I'm they sure. couldn't. They, there's just no way. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't. It, it keeps they keep the doors open once they can get back. I hope they, you know, this doesn't hurt them so much that they can't have it anymore. Yeah, well, that remains to be seen. Well. Who knows if life can ever get back to where it was? Yeah, no, we, we, we hope so here with the, you know, vaccines and stuff coming in, into play and, and all that. Hopefully we can get back there because, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time in that place. And, you know, we think about, you know, everybody over there at Joe's East West because you bring a lot of joy to a lot of people on uh, on Friday nights there cutting it up. All right, Matt Hall. So we're going to talk more about your uh, athletic career in a moment. But uh, what's your favorite sport to play? Uh, it's got to be golf. It's, you know, that's really all I do right now. There's not a lot of other sports that I, I make time for. Mm. So I'll get out there and get after it. And we've got so many great courses around here. You know, you, you get out, you go up in the mountains of Greene County and, and you can see God's country for miles. For, so it's, you know, grab three friends and go make a foursome and get out there and get after it. Um, now when you're, when you're watching sports on TV, what are you, what are you watching? What's your favorite sport to watch? Oh, favorite, you know, nothing beats sitting in the ballpark, watching a baseball game in the summer, but gather on the TV, watching football in the winter, you know, that just depends on the time of year. Yeah. See seasonal, um, you know, going with the season that that's, what's going to be weird about, New York with high school football not being in the fall, they're planning on doing it in the spring. Like that's that's gonna. You're right. Yeah. Like you, you, the the time of year, you know, for for guys like us that enjoy sports, right? The time of year, you, oh, it's fall time. You know, it's football season. It's starting. You know, starting to get colder. Right? Yeah, it's still football season. The the winter we might switch over to basketball, maybe a little bit of hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, then all of a sudden the weather's starting to get warmer. Now now it's baseball season. And time to you know get out, get back out on the golf course and and do all that. So you're right. The 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 time of year uh, has a big uh, effect on us. All right. So we talked a little bit about wings, but what is your all time favorite food? 
Favorite food presently is a can't go wrong with tacos. That, you know, they're not just for Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do you make them at home? Do you have a certain spot in, in Kingston that you like to uh, go and get them? Or no, the, we like. There's a place on Albany Avenue called Casa Villa, and I'm sure you know the, mm-hmm. the, the Villa boys. Yeah, I uh, I don't know them, but I know the I know the place. I, I might have even been there with you before. Right there, it's on uh, Albany Avenue, right? Yeah, right in Kingston. Yep, yep. yep. Oh, I'm familiar. Shout out, shout out to the 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 hey the speed set question for favorite food sponsored by Casa Villa. Matt Hall's favorite place to get tacos in the city of Kingston. All right, Matt Hall. So uh, we're we're big on we're big on music in the Iron Drip program out here. Um, you and I have jammed to many many songs, sung along with many many songs. Um, if you had to pick like a, a favorite music genre, uh, what would that be? Well, in the gym, it's got to be rock. Got to be that that hard bass line jamming out to the rock you know it other genres I, I like a lot of genres but when i'm training i like like the rock in the background yeah and as a as a special guest on on the iron dread podcast you get to add a song to our iron dread weight room song of the week playlist so if you had to pick one song to throw on that list uh, that fires you up and, and gets you going uh, what song would that be well Back in the day, and you're going to have to go way back to get this one. When I wrestled in high school, now we didn't have iPods or whatever the little gadgets you kids have today. But I always had a had a uh, CD player with me, and we always I always cranked up Guns N' Roses, "Welcome to the Jungle," and that always got my got me fired up and got me ready to go out and compete. Welcome to the jungle, Guns and Roses. We will add that song to our Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week playlist. Remember, folks, you can find that song and every song on the Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week playlist on Spotify. Just go and search on Spotify for Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week. You'll find the playlist. Just look for that Iron Dread logo there uh, in the picture. You also can find it in the description here are the show notes welcome to the jungle that's a that's a kingston tiger song matt hall that's that's a kingston oh, yeah. that's a kingston tiger song welcome to the jungle uh the eye of the tiger we those those still um held uh held up when when i was in school at kingston high school so you know we're, this song kind of will will segue us in, into your high school career right as an athlete in high school, what sports were you involved in? You you just mentioned wrestling. Were you involved in any others? I also ran track and did a lot of throwing there. The shot put in the discus. Okay, so you were you were a a thrower uh, and wrestler. Never never any football, baseball, any of that thing. You played baseball or any sports like that when you were younger? No, I, I would take the fall off to to get myself set up academically going into wrestling. That and the high school football coach and I never saw eye to eye, so I wasn't going to do anything that benefited him. Mm-hmm. But I, then I, I, wrestling season would come along, and I'd dive into that. And then the, the, the one wrestling coach also coached the track team, and 
asked me to come out and help throw some of the, the shots and the discus around. And so I, that, would, that would keep me going, keep me active, and then you know get back into training all summer for the next following wrestling season. Yeah, for sure. What was uh was Coach Short your your wrestling coach? He was, yeah, yep. He was he was the head coach. He was the head coach, and then Coach Mace was the, the assistant. Yeah, I and Coach Yanta followed him. Yeah, you had you were there when Yanta was there. Oh yeah, he was he was an intense dude, man. He was, but everybody, everybody loved him. Everybody loved him, but he he was an intense dude. I can remember being a kid and Coach Short coming through um, when I was in elementary school and like um, subbing for for Dave Kwasnowski when I was a kid. Like he would just, I think Coach Short had retired from teaching at that point and would come back and and sub, um, yeah. you know, in 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 phys ed. He was a good guy and uh, worked with him a little bit uh, when uh, when I was involved in in wrestling. Okay, so you were a wrestler and a thrower. Good times, good times around that, uh, around that throwing circle. Uh, what, which, uh, which one was your, you know, was your favorite throws? I mean, you guys threw shot and disc. Did you do any javelin hammer or anything like that back then? No, they, the, the coach at the time had a bad experience with the javelin when he was in school. So he never wanted to coach anybody with, with those, with the more dangerous events. So we, we just stuck with, with a shot in the desk. Yeah, I mean, there's something to it. Like when I when I coached it, you know, there was it was only a few times when we would you know bring out javelins and and hammers and stuff like that. You know, and certain kids, certain kids that I knew I could trust to be safe, got to throw those things. If I couldn't trust you to be safe with the shot in the disc, you were touching a javelin or a hammer or right or yeah. weight. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot to them. Yeah. Well, and at that point too, and I'm sure it was the same way when, when you were competing, you didn't, you didn't compete in those events at States. So if you were trying to get to, you know, sectionals and, you know, get into the state qualifier meets and state meet, like, what are you going to spend your time on? You know, exactly. shot, and di- shot and disc that are competed at those meets or, yep. you know, throwing a hammer that, that's, that's changed now. Now they, they throw, I know indoors, they throw the weight as a state contested event now. I don't, okay. I think, I think javelin and hammer are exhibition events. I might be, might be wrong. That was a good question for Joe Cahill, who was our, uh, our special yeah. guest two weeks ago um, on the podcast. We're going to pause for a brief word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back to your Iron Dread podcast. Hey, this is Coach Quentin Johnson, head football coach at Kingston High School, Kingston, New York, and you're listening to the Iron Dread Podcast. Go Tigers. All right. So we talked a little bit about, um, you know, your time in high school and being an athlete. Um, and then you became an accountant. We talked about that, working with a lot of stuff. One thing that we haven't really kind of dived into much is uh, your involvement in emergency services. How did you get involved? Uh, with uh, EMS and fire? Well, I'd always, you know, the family upbringing again, I go back to that. My father, you know, every time somebody needed help, my father was always there. And then when I came back from school, bought my house in the, in the little town, in the town of Kingston. 
I bought it near the firehouse and I kept hearing the siren go off. I said, wow, they're a busy company. So one day siren went off. So I went over to see what was going on. Turned out it was more testing of the siren than actually calls, but went over and they said, oh, look at that big truck. Huh? I'd like to drive that. And next thing you know, just snowballed from there. Got to learn everything they do. So it's a good feeling to be able to go out and, you know, doesn't matter day or time or whatever it is. One of your neighbors needs help. You go. Yeah. Yeah. That, that pager goes off and, and you're, you're running and we, we've talked about that. We had, you know, a mutual friend of ours, Andrew Capaldo on a 911 dispatcher. You can look for his show in the show notes. And we talk about that. Like he kind of, you know, what the what the life of a volunteer uh, EMS worker and and a volunteer fire fireman is, um, but for my for my remembers of you or my memory I should say of you, you were probably even more so involved in the EMS side of things. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, working for Mobile Life and volunteering with the Sopus Ambulance. How did how did you get involved with those organizations? Well, again, it went back to the firehouse. The fire company did EMS, but wasn't a real heavy call volume there. So wanted to get keep your fingers in it and really get to know it better. You had to step up and go to the next level. So I went beyond the walls of the firehouse. Still do everything at the firehouse, but I went beyond the walls there. Started riding with Mobile Life. And then actually at Mobile Life, I met some of the guys from Asopus. And I was looking for more focused, not quite as commercialized version of it. And I, I saw that in the Sopus. I saw they, they did some really quality stuff there and had some good quality people. So they asked me to join there and help out. And it also tied back to the, the finance side of things. Because as a, as, a, as a not-for-profit corporation, they had a tax return that was they needed filed. So I was able to, to do that side of things. and do the, the service to the community that I like to do. Yeah, bring bring in your, your expertise from the areas of accounting and finance and in, in to help a, a, a not-for-profit organization. Um, and, and for those folks that don't know, like in, in New York, and we've talked about, we talked a little bit about this with, with Andrew when he was on, a majority of the, if somebody dials 911, and an ambulance or a fire truck is coming to their house in a majority of places in upstate New York, the fire, the fire truck or the ambulance that's coming to your house is a volunteer person, somebody that they're, they have a pager, the pager goes off, they leave their house. Or um, in Matt Hall's case, he would do this quite a, quite a lot where he would actually not sleep at his house. <laughs> he would not sleep. Uh, this man, you know, cared that much about helping his community he would take nights out of his own bed sleep in a bed at the squad house so if there was an emergency he could respond with the ambulance uh, and, and i think that's very admirable i don't i don't know if i you know would ever want to give up a night's sleep in my own bed uh at, for the chance that there might be a call but you guys did that yeah yeah many nights and and you know we make fun of Ben, but Ben was 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 right there, you know, doing doing those things too because you had they had duty time. So when Matt was scheduled to be on duty, 
he would stay there. And many, many nights I had to drive by the ambulance squad house on my way back home to my place. I'd see Matt's car there, swing in and shoot the breeze with him for a while. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and then, good, time. good times, good times. And then to go on home, but we have, we have a lot of good times. So it, it but again, it's, you know, it's guys like you, you that help keep people, uh, keep people going there. Like the, the fast response, um, because there's people in a, a close vicinity and again, they're not getting paid folks. So a lot of these people are not getting paid and just it's out of service to their, to their community. Um, you know, speaking of service to the community, I, I know an, an, another organization that you're heavily involved in, and I'd like you to, to talk about is, is the Kiwanis club, Kiwanis of, of Kingston. Kind of for people that might not know what what is what is Kiwanis and what does it do? It's a worldwide service organization with local local chapters, local clubs they call them, and from the club level where it's boots on the ground doing things for the youth of the community, the seniors of the community, the veterans. They they go out all year long. They're looking for opportunities to volunteer, help make their community better all the way up to the international level, which does a lot of funding for a lot of projects all over the world. You know, they, they've done some amazing things. One, one of the biggest accomplishments that we can really toot our horn about is the elimination of iodine deficiency around the world. They went out with, with some research help from other organizations and found that iodine deficiency was one of the, the leading birth defects, especially in third world countries. Why? Because the salt factories in those countries hadn't been modernized to make iodized salt. They were just still using regular salt. So that was causing birth defects. The, the civilized world, we all had iodized salt. So we weren't seeing those, that level of birth defects. So we started a, a funding campaign back in the, the late 80s, early 90s, and raised the money over a 10 year period retrofitted every factory in the world to make iodized salt so that's pretty cool yeah helping helping you know people and uh you know because folks iodine is an essential nutrient like you need it <laughs> if you don't get enough of it there there are not only you know as matt brought up birth birth defects that can result from having low iodine levels but just your your body's function and the way your body works, it's it's a necessary it's a necessary um, mineral. Unfortunately, most people in America don't realize it because all of our salt's been iodized for fifty years or more. Mm -hmm. So, and salt, there's salt in everything. So, many of us get enough of it. Yeah, but it, it was these third world countries that, like most, very little in Africa was ever ever set up like that. Mm -hmm. And so this this went all over Africa and all over all over the world. So that every factory could then make iodized salt. That's awesome. That's awesome. Helping, helping not only the community, but the world. Has Kiwanis ever taken you, you know, outside of our community? Have you ever gone, you know, other other places to do? Uh, I've, I've been around the world. I've, I've been to, I, as far as Taiwan for the international convention the one year. The year I was president, the, that's where they had it was in Taipei, Taiwan. You went, I went all and the I, way, all the way to Taiwan. What was that experience like? Uh, that was pretty crazy. That was fortunately it was before nine eleven, so travel was a lot more freer. I guess should be the word for it. 
Mm-hmm. But to, to see just how another another country, you know, I never thought I'd get to anywhere in Asia. But thanks to them, I, I got there and got to hang out for, for a week and a half and really get to, to see the, the country and see how the, the people live and how they do things. I mean, a lot of a lot of Kwanians from all over the world who I, I still hear from. Yeah. So it's a great experience. Just a a a worldwide network of of people working together to do good things. Um, one one of the things that um, I I regret that I never got a chance to go to this event. Um, one of the fundraisers I know that you guys do every year is the Kiwanis Capers. Yes. Every year. Um, our, our local club for 70 plus years, every fall, we've put on a show to raise money for our, our local scholarship fund. And when people look at me and say, well, why do you do it? I said, if you can show me another way to make that kind of money in a week, I don't mind making a fool of myself. I'll get up on stage for a week and make a fool of myself for that kind of money for the kids. Usually involves the guys dressing as women <laughs> and we have a blast doing it. Oh yeah. I, I've seen some of the clips. Right. Oh yeah. yeah Matt, our, probably our favorite one and a lot of people's favorite one was the one where Ben got to play my daughter when we made fun of all in the family. <laughs> I was Edith and he was Gloria. <laughs> yeah, look, look it up. I'm sure there, there's got to be clips somewhere on YouTube. It's all over YouTube, all over Facebook. It's there. Look, look at Google Kiwanis Capers, Kingston, New York, and see what you can find. You might find a, a clip of Matt Hall up there. Um, so it's always fun stuff. And that's, and that's one of the things that I love about you, Matt, is, you know, as as your friend you know we have you know whenever we're hanging out we're always we're always cutting it up we're always laughing you know having fun you know teasing ben teasing andrew um and, and doing that kind of fun stuff um so i i found this this thing and and it's uh it's a hopefully to be another another sponsor soon hopefully uh this this uh this company called Poddex, and they they have some uh different things you know kind of helping make uh you know podcasts better and, and it has this you know what the heck question set yeah. so i i want to i want to throw throw some of these your way because i think i think this could be you know some comedic gold here hearing your responses uh to some of these questions matt well, Hall. You know, what, what, what kind of rating are we shooting for here are we, <laughs> are we trying to keep this pg or are we allowed to go a little uh <laughs> If you if you curse, I can bleep it out. If you're gonna okay. talk about something inappropriately, um, you know, do it the Disney way, where you 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 make the joke so people that get it get it, but people that okay. aren't, right. get, don't right. get it. I I got you. I got you. <laughs> I know I know you can handle this. All right, so um, we'll see how this goes here. This is the first time I've used this uh, this and had this segment on the show. So you're the very first one to do what okay. the heck. What the heck question? So to be the guinea pig. <laughs> I know it's gonna be good. So Matt Hall, if humans came with a warning label, what would yours say? What would mine say? It would probably say, do not approach prior to caffeination. <laughs> <laughs> do, 
do not approach him quite uh, prior to caffeination. Matt Hall, you work, you work a lot of hours. All right. So, yeah. so give him, uh, give him, give him time in the morning for him to get his, uh, to get his coffee in before, before approaching him. Um, all right, let's see what the next one we got. Um, that one's not funny. Oh, maybe. Would you ever consider writing to someone in jail as a pen pal? I, I can see doing that. I can see, especially, you know, uh, some of these financial crimes guys pick their brain about it and see how they, why they thought they could get away with it. And, you know, I, I, I suppose I could do that. You find these guys that are in there for financial crimes. All right. What did you do? Oh, I did this. Oh, how'd you get caught? Oh, well, I screwed up here. Okay. Right. You know. <laughs> well, All right. Oh, here, here we go. Okay. All right. Describe your sense of humor in one word. Dry. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, Matt Hall is famous for striking, folks. Uh, we <laughs> Matt Hall will come out with a line uh, that is completely making fun of someone, and we would just count how many times he would, you know, send his one one liner <laughs> zinger. So <laughs> that is, I like that. I like that. We'll do two more. We'll do five. All right. All right. <laughs> if you ever had have you ever had anything waxed if so what no i can't say that i have even for some of those caper scenes where i probably should have <laughs> I, I i passed on that that was yeah i've, I've seen the 40 year old virgin yeah I'm, I'm good with it thanks i'm a hairy beast for a reason <laughs> oh and the last one, Matt Hall, you're cracking me up. What is or what's the grossest thing you've ever seen someone do in public? Grossest thing I've ever seen someone do in public? Hmm. Well, there used to be this guy, and I don't want to say his, his nickname because a lot of people around Kingston probably knew him. But this guy had a propensity just to, as he was walking down the street, he would just stop and relieve himself. He had multiple layers of clothes on, even in the middle of the summer, and he'd just walk along and he'd lean up against a pole someplace, and next thing you know, there's that stream of urine. Good God. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's that's pretty uh that's pretty gross. Yeah. To see someone do in public for sure. <laughs> well, hey, hey, so far, Matt Hall, I think that was that was that was good. I think I'm gonna keep that what the heck segment in there. Yeah, oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. Um, so, you do you have anything uh, anything exciting coming up in the near future for you, either personally or professionally? Well, unfortunately, with COVID, not really. Probably the most exciting thing, and I, I don't know how many people would actually find it exciting, is just gearing up for the next tax season. You know, it's going to be here before we know it. Getting getting ready ready to go. Yeah. Um, Everybody getting their W twos. People are already starting to call. They're like, "Hey, how soon can I get? You know, when can I get in? When you know?" I was like, "Hey, let me get a break. I just finished the extensions. Come on, let me, let me enjoy yeah. my life a little." Because uh, I'm sure with all these, you know, all these different things going on, you know, with the 
the you know businesses struggling and the government trying to put out you know stimulus packages and things like that yep. that probably makes your job uh quite a bit more complicated oh yeah i three i had three clients today call and say hey help can you help me help me with this sba thing you know it's just been that's what the whole year has been so, I mean, normally this this week i would be headed to florida mm-hmm. for my, my winter break to go down and play a little golf and watch the there's a pro stop you know go down to orlando and watch that for the week and hang out and soak up some some sun there just to recharge before diving into next tax season but yeah with, with covid they just can't do it yeah yeah it's forcing uh forcing you to kind of stay put um yeah you know i've i've thrown a i've thrown a bunch of questions your way here but is there you know anything interesting that people might not know about matt hall a lot of people were surprised to find out that i've been an emt for as long as i've been a cpa mm-hmm. you know most people think that it came you know the, the people that know me from each side think oh that's what he's done forever and the other one is just a you know a recent addition but i actually got my emt a month after i found out i passed the cpa mm-hmm. so they were they were both right right at the same time you've been you've been doing these two things kind of hand in hand the whole the whole your whole professional life yeah pretty much yeah it um and you like you said you started you started in the in the professional side of uh ems work with with mobile life um mm-hmm. and so how how did that work you kind of you, you worked you worked part-time uh, you know, were you working two full-time jobs? How how did that work? Like balancing no, two well, careers? No, I, I would pick up a shift here, a shift there. You know, a Friday night or a Saturday day shift. You know, just just kind of because those were always the shifts nobody wanted to work. Everybody wanted their weekend off, or they wanted a Friday night off and go out. So there was always openings then. So I would I'd pick those up and you know, I started with Mobile Life in May of 2001, which you know, for those who were around and thinking about it was just before 9-11 so when 9-11 hit i was one of the guys that you know grabbed a bag and went to the station and said where do you need me what do, what do you want me to do mm-hmm. and we started setting up expecting mass casualties to start coming out of the city and fortunately they never came yeah yeah it's, uh, so a lot of our guys went south and went down to the city and did work i stayed back here and you know, worked worked around here, setting up for stuff. But you you stayed you stayed back here to you know keep uh keep the home front secure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And we we talked a lot of a few episodes back in September. I had a, a friend of mine, uh, Tim Somerlad, on, and he was at FDNY. Um, so he was he was there that day, and and lost a lot of lost a lot of friends. So that that's something that you know I uh, I make sure every year to uh, you know on on September 11th to make sure that all my classes we stop for five minutes and we we talk about what happened that day and we never never let them uh, never let them forget uh, what what happened that day. Some of these kids out here they're so far away from it, you know, they didn't feel it like we felt it. Well, some of these kids weren't even born yet. Oh, a lot of them were. The ones that I teach yeah. weren't. Yeah, now now the kids in school weren't even born yet. They, you know, so for sure. 
Sure. All right, so we're, we're we're moving along here through our through our our format here, Matt Hall. Now now this is a this is a segment of the show where we do kind of it's our you know individualized topic discussion. So it's it's you know something particular to you. We've talked about a bunch of your experiences, things that you've done here, things things that you've uh, you've done done there. Um, what I what I think could be a good thing is you know from a you know a financial side of, of things like say there was a kid listening to this that wanted to be matt hall that wanted to do you know the things you do one side or the other even from you know i said financial but even from you know wanting to be a cpa or or wanting to be a, an emergency services worker what what kind of advice would you give that kid you know you can break them up like start with one and the other or what kind well, of it really the, the advice would go the same really for both it you know, a lot of the places allow you to come in and do, you know, in the ambulance, they, they allow ride-alongs. There, there's a lot of programs for that. I know we had one here through BOCES where they were sending kids as young as 16 to ride along and just kind of see what happened on the ambulance. And, and a good friend of ours, A.J. Holstein, that's where he got his start. Now, he, next year, he graduates medical school. So that's kind of where he started and figured out that's what he wanted to do. And it's a shame that the school's don't offer more there should be a class on taxes and budgeting and finance but unfortunately too many of the schools don't have room in their curriculum to do it you know they're, they're just trying to get the kids to get a basic math class in but it's something that you know i, I think there, there needs to be more of that taught in the schools you know like i mentioned i got to take a high an accounting class in high school that's only because i was in the advanced group and had gotten through all the other other classes already and got to pick one of the you know one of the specialty classes mm -hmm. but I, I think something like that would be good for for kids to know it, it's amazing how many times a parent who i've been doing their taxes for years they just bring the kids w2 in because you know at 16 they started working someplace the first year the kids off on their own, they got no clue what they're doing with their taxes. All of a sudden I get a phone call and they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I moved out. So I'm on my own now and I got this W-2 thing. What, what the heck do I do with it? So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. There, there are in a lot of places they don't, they don't offer that or they don't, if they do offer it, it's not a, a class that like, for example, my health class is a requirement for the students to graduate. I think that would be a good idea, uh, a financial, you know, competency or whatever you want to call it, where you learn the, the basics of how to be a, you know, financially responsible adult. Right. Uh, let, no, let you learn budgeting. Yeah. How many, how many kids do we see have a credit card already, but have no clue how credit works? And just run the card up, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Well, now how do I pay for this?" Or I, I had somebody come in not too long ago. Another client's child came in and asked me to help them. They were trying to open a bank account. Well, they made the mistake as an 18-year-old, their boyfriend getting a joint taking joint checking account with their boyfriend. Well, he had no financial knowledge. He didn't know what he was doing. And ended up just running the account out 
and overdrafting it and just going wild with it. Well, she was a co-signer in this account. All of a sudden, it just got waved away. And well, now she's on a blacklist. The bank wasn't going to let her open an account because she was on this list now of somebody who didn't handle it right in the first place because she didn't know the co-signer with this guy could be trouble. Yeah. You know, and had, had she at least had a, a little bit of knowledge about this for, beforehand, she would have thought, maybe thought twice about who she co-signed with. Because I mean, and and people forget, like you're you're responsible for that for that account, and that account's going to affect you, you know. Right. I mean, it's 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 something financial responsibility is something that I I think even even at 32 years old right now, I'm I'm still learning how to do things properly with that. Like, you know, what what does it, how does a credit card work? And, and I'll find myself doing that stuff with with kids. With kids, like where I randomly I could fit it in. Oh, you know, today's lesson, folks. Before we even start talking about health or talk about strength and conditioning, uh, hey, let's talk about credit cards. <laughs> yeah, you know, like stuff that. You know, just... or the other one, I, 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 I was absolutely crushed to see. I had a client come in, older couple, and they hand me this form that says they had cancellation of debt. I was like, you guys are, you know, you. You do things right. You, you've always been. What the heck is this? Well, they co-signed their 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 kid's student loan, mm-hmm. and the kid defaulted on the loan, and they refused to pay it. They're like, "I'm not going to pay that." Well, unfortunately, you both signed it. Yep. You know, the start of the freshman year, they threw a bunch of documents in front of you, and you signed everything. Well, you just agreed to pay it. Well, when it came push came to shove, the kid didn't couldn't find a job in his field, so he was underemployed, wasn't able to make enough, and just walked away from the loan. And stuck his parents. Now these, these parents and now the parents got jammed up and had to pay tax on it all. I'm sure the you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas are not gonna be very pleasant there if they even talk to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because yeah, we need more information on it, and they're like, we can't even get it. Wow. We, we don't talk to the kid, and the creditor was hesitant to give it to us until we explained to him and said, look, you issued a 1098 or 1099 in their name. You, you better give us this information, or we're going to report you to the IRS. Well, that kind of shook their tree a little bit, and they, they finally gave us the information we needed. But it, it's one of the, the worst things I see from kids. You, you want to go off to school, you got to figure out how to pay for it. Okay. Well, you go into the financial aid office the first week there, and they're just throwing paperwork at you and giving out loans like they're candy Mm -hmm. and not making sure these kids understand what they're signing for. But the kids are 18, so anything they do sign for, that's enforceable. Yep. I've seen more than enough, more more kids than I care to think about with ruined credit because they, they got themselves in over their heads with a student loan. Yeah. And that was going to be the next thing that I wanted to wanted to talk about. Like, you know, the, these kids, and we see it more and more and more, is they they get they fall in love with these colleges that are you know some astronomical amount of money to go per year. It's uh, criminal what some of these schools are doing. It, it really is. Char- charging kids fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Right. 
How how is a kid ever going to make that back? No time soon. You know, it's a long time they're going to have that. You know, and you see a lot of the politicians are are stomping to forgive some student loan debt. Well, that's great, but how's that really help anybody in the long run? Because the kids didn't learn anything from it. No. And what's the next generation going to do? You think the schools are going to reduce their, their tuition? If, if no, this is just going to empower them to raise the tuition. Oh, you're going to get a $10,000 credit on your taxes for going to school? Fine. We're just going to raise the tuition $10,000. We're going to take that take that extra. And everything, everything just goes out in the wash because it's, it's all going there yeah. anyway. It, it's a money grab for them. They, yeah. For free sure. money to them. It's, uh, it, it, and, and, that's, and that's something that I try to have conversations with kids about a lot. Like, you know, when you're, when you're looking at, at schools, you know, one, one, if you're academically strong and you can get somebody to pay for your school, whether you're, you know, your academics, your sports, your, you know, military, something like that, you take advantage of everything that you can with that stuff. And then from mm-hmm. there, oh, from there, you have to look and say, all right, and, I, and I'll never forget it. You know, a, a guy, you know, Tom Lachlan, right? Yep. Our head coach at Kingston High School, when I was getting ready to to you know decide where I was going to go to school, it was down between two spots, right? The New York State College at Brockport and Springfield College in Massachusetts. Brockport, a, a state school, as you know, a state school, much more affordable. Springfield, a private school out of state in Massachusetts. He put it to me like this. He wrote on the on the whiteboard, how much does it cost a, a year to go to Brockport with your room and board and and all that. I said, uh, $16,000. So he writes it 16,000 times four, right? How much does it cost to go to Spring- Springfield? Uh, 40,000 or 30, whatever it was. I think it was like 40,000 a year. 40,000 times four. He, he circles the totals on both and he looks at me and goes, I think the answer is pretty easy here. <laughs> Yeah, and that that gap is only growing, you know, and yep. and you know when I did something similar, but at the time, you know, it was a long time ago, I went to school. The financial aid packages, and it was actually cheaper for me to go to Kings for the full four years than to go to Albany mm-hmm. because of the financial aid worked out better. Yeah, you know, Albany wasn't giving me a whole lot of financial aid, and Kings was able to. Yeah, well. More recently, we were able to look at schools again, and the private school, the tuition had risen so much, the financial aid packages couldn't keep up with it. So it's a much bigger. So, you know, that's the other thing I like to tell kids now is don't don't leave off the community college just because, oh, I don't want to go to community college. You know what? A lot of the kids that went to school this year wish they'd gone to community college. Because if you're sitting in, just sitting in your house doing your, your work from home, what's the real difference? You can commun- you can distance learn from anywhere for any school. So why pay the extra tuition? So, you know, had, had the financial aid package not been what it was for me, I went over to our community college, got my first two years in, and then transferred someplace. There, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I, I hate to hear kids talk that down and, and badmouth that idea it it's a very good a lot of these community colleges have really solid people teaching there I, I know a lot of the teachers at 
here in Ulster and, and Duchess. I've worked with them on different things. I've, I've even gone in and, and helped teach some of the classes. You know, like the, the accounting professor, the one over in Duchess, asked me to come guest lecture a couple of times. It was a really interesting experience seeing the kids and talking to them. And, you know, so if I can impart that on the kids, yeah, if you got a chance to go to a four-year school and the money works out, great. There's nothing wrong with that either. But if you got to, start small and build on it. If you got to go part-time to community college and work while you're doing it, you know what? You're going to appreciate that a lot more. So, for sure, you're you're earning your way. You're 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 making you're making the money. You're you're doing things financially responsibly. Like that, that makes sense. Like I I I most definitely would have went that route had I not been playing college sports. Now, did they pay for us to play football at Brockport? No, it's a Division no. three school. But my goal was to go play college football. Yep. But I still I still tell these kids like, look, like I I. I chose the place that was, you know, more fiscally responsible, if I'm using the term correctly. Uh, and I'm still, you know, and then master's degree on top of that, I'm still sitting with quite a bit of, of debt. And I tried to do things uh, the right way. Like, do the things that you need to do. Make smart choices with how you're going to get your education. Because in the end, the check that you're going to, the money that you're going to make, is going to be the same as the kid that went to went to the two-year school, then transferred to the four-year school, got their you know bachelor's degree, right? Certifications, apply for the same job. The, the, the check is the same, whether you yeah. went to that big school for four years or you went there for for two to get you what you needed from it. So, or you, you don't go to college and, and you just you go into the trades. I mean, we need plumbers, we need electricians, we you know you don't have to have college for those. And you can make an awful lot of money doing that. I, I know some very, very rich plumbers and electricians who never set foot on a college campus other than to go there and do work and get paid a lot of money to do it. Yep. So there, don't don't look down on that either. There's great benefits. There's, you know. Yeah, I mean, people get in get into some of these programs, these technical programs. They graduate with, you know, they, they do these things. Uh, out here, we call it uh, consortium. You know, in, in New York, in our area, it's the BOCES programs uh, where they go and they learn skills. They learn how to be a auto mechanic or, you know, small engine repair yeah. or uh, carpentry, Absolutely. welding, all these things that we need. Yeah. And they, they graduate and they have these, cert these certifications. They take those certifications that they didn't have to pay for because they were in high school and then take that in. If they need to get more, they get more. Most of the time, these places will pay you while they train you to do what they want you to do. And then you're mm -hmm. you're sitting at 21 years old, making the same money as somebody that you know slaved away for a bachelor's and a master's, and then had to play the job market for two or three years to try and get an opportunity. And you have no debt. So I yep. I, I preach that to kids quite often too. Like if you have a go where your interest is first and foremost. But if you remotely have an interest in, in working with your hands and doing those trades, they're a pretty good deal. They, they certainly can be. Sure. Yep. For sure. Well, all right, Matt Hall. Um, is, there, is there anything else you'd like to, to bring up on the show before we kind of bring this in for a landing? No, I, I think we've, we've rounded it out pretty well. You know, it's been a good, good time talking with you. 
for sure. I, I've enjoyed getting to, getting to catch up with you. I don't know if I'm going to get usually usually I get to see Matt Hall over the holiday season when I come home. I don't I don't know if that's going to happen this year, but hopefully uh, hopefully we'll we'll get to to see each other soon. And you know, thank you for coming on and sharing sharing your knowledge and sharing your experiences. And I hope oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I hope I hope that the the listeners enjoy hearing your take on things, enjoy your story, and um and, and kind of what you've done and and all these things that we talked about here. Um, the the last thing I'm going to ask you is, do you have any um you know professional social media uh, where people can interact with you if they if they listen to Matt Hall and they want to follow Matt Hall or go to your uh they want to they're in the area and they want to reach out to you for financial help or something like that? Is there any places online people can find you? Well, the firm does have a Facebook page, Matthew C. Hall and Company CPAs. You can, if you search anything, look in the Kingston area for that. They can always find us there. Okay. So on Facebook, Matthew C. Hall and Company CPAs, if you're in the Kingston area uh, and you're looking for some uh, financial assistance, hit up uh, Matt Hall there. Um, folks, this has uh, been another great episode. Matt Hall. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Have a good night, bro. This is Tom Fassel from Marlboro Track and Field, and you are listening to the Iron Dread Podcast with the amazing Chris Whitaker. There you have it, folks. Thanks again uh, for Matt Hall for stopping in and talking with us. Hope you enjoyed this episode, learned a little bit more about him. Uh, remember, you can catch Matt Hall. You can find his firm at Matthew C. Hall & Company. Uh, look him up on Facebook and if you need to get in touch with Matt Hall. So we're going to take a brief break for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with everybody's favorite segment of the Iron Dread Podcast, your weight room song of the week, presented as always by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction. The Iron Dread Podcast is brought to you in part by... Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction, available for all your DJ and line dance needs. Please visit crankitupdjdancing.com for booking information. So crank it up! This is Travis Atchison, teacher, firefighter, and you're listening to the Iron Red Podcast. This week's Weight Room Song of the Week presented, as always, by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction and chosen by our special guest, Mr. Matt Hall, is Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. Crank it up. (laughs) 
there you have it, folks. Matt Hall's pick for our Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week playlist. Guns and Roses and their hit, Welcome to the Jungle. That one comes off of their Appetite for Destruction album that uh, took Guns N' Roses to a whole new level. So, folks, that's all I have for you this week. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Remember to please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Just click that follow or subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and, of course, our host platform, Anchor, as well as many more. Also, remember, if you're talking about the show and you listen to the show, you enjoyed it, please give us a share on social media. You can follow the show at Iron Dread Pod. Uh, please use that handle whenever you're talking about the show, whenever you're sharing the show. And you could follow me at Coach underscore Whitaker, at Coach underscore Whitaker 66 on Instagram and Twitter. Until next time, folks, remember, strength is never a weakness. Tough people always win. Around here, we're becoming dread stronger. I'm Chris Whitaker, signing off.